asterisks in this life, only scoreboards, and ours is currently reading fucked. Welcome back, everybody, to Oh Yeah, Oh Yeah, the Entourage Podcast. My name is J.R. Hickey. I am your host. This Monday, we are breaking down one of the biggest episodes of Entourage of all time. If you're new to the podcast, every Monday morning, myself and a guest, or in this case, a pair of special guests, breaks down a new episode of Entourage. We just ticked off season three last week. This week, we are talking about one day in the valley with the one, the only, Chad Goes Deep duo, J.T. Parr, Chad Kroger. They are on a meteoric street to the top right now. They were just on Howard Stern last Thursday, so we are super, super excited to have them in the flesh. Back in June, they were in San Francisco for a comedy show, so me, Chad, and JT sat down and discussed the iconic all-time Mount Rushmore Entourage episode, One Day in the Valley. If you haven't yet, go check out their YouTube channel, Chad Goes Deep, and take a listen to their weekly podcast, Going Deep with Chad and JT. Huge, huge things on the horizon for these guys, so really super fortunate and lucky to have sat down with them for about 45 minutes to talk about this episode. In this episode, we talked about rolling blackouts, Johnny drama, hydration therapy, all-time box office opening weekends, Spider-Man, and of course, attending high school parties as an adult. If you haven't yet, please follow the podcast on Instagram and Twitter, at Oh Yeah Pod. If you're new to the pod, go back and listen to seasons one and two of Oh Yeah, Oh Yeah. We break down seasons one and two of Entourage. Some hilarious guests. We had Chad and JT back in season two. We've had great comedians on. Chris Stefano, Adam Ray, Noah Garden-Schwartz. Go back, take a listen to those episodes. If you liked what you're hearing, leave us a five-star review. I usually like to take out the moments where me and the guests talked about quotes from the episode and replace it with the actual quotes from the show. But again, this was one of those legendary sit-downs where listening to Chad and JT do the actual lines themselves was too good. So I just left those in there. You're going to hear a lot of audio clips from today's episode. This episode is so jam-packed with great lines and great moments that I couldn't leave many out. So buckle in next week. Dom stomps onto the scene. I had a great guest for Dom. Hope everyone had a great weekend. Oh, one last thing. I had just gotten the audio equipment when Chad and JT came to my place, so my audio levels aren't as good as they should be. My voice is a little bit lower than theirs, but you can still hear them crystal clear. Again, I'm a stickler for this kind of stuff, so just wanted to give everybody the heads up. It's getting better. Thank you for your patience. Thank you for listening, and enjoy One Day in the Valley with Chad Goes Deep. I'm joined once again by the dynamic duo of Chad Goes Deep, Chad Croder and JT Parr. Welcome back to the podcast and welcome to NorCal in the flesh. Dude, thank you so much for having us here. Yeah, dude, it's good to be in NorCal. It's a totally different vibe than SoCal. Yeah, For sure. Much like Vinny Chase, your star is on the rise right now. Congrats on all your recent success. Oh, thank, thank you. you. Yeah, thank, thank you for taking time out of your schedule to hop on the Entourage podcast again. For dude, sure, dog. Much appreciated. dude. Absolutely. We're, we're talking about a huge episode today, One Day in the Valley. Does this, does this one resonate with you guys as much as it resonates with me? Dude, I'm going to be honest. Like When I was uh, in high school watching Entourage, this is the episode I would watch the most. Yeah, no, I, go ahead. no BS. Like, um, this is, you've, the episodes you've given us have been probably the best two episodes in Entourage. Yeah, yeah we'll, we'll get to that. Except I, for Vegas, sorry. Yeah, Vegas yeah. is coming up. Uh, we just started season three. We're recording this actually end of June, and this isn't going to air till July. So anything that's happened in between now and then for you guys and 
for the entourage people, we don't know about it yet. Right. Sweet. But guys, I mean, there's so much to unpack with this episode. Why don't we just dive in? Dude, I don't want to waste in. any time yeah. because there have been times when I've kind of rushed over big moments and I, I want to give this episode its proper due. Yeah. Yeah. It's an epic one. So I'm excited. One Day in the Valley aired on Sunday, June 18th, 2006. Just two days later, on June 20th, the Miami Heat won the NBA title in six games over the Dallas Maverick, becoming only the third team in NBA history to win a championship after being down 0-2. Right. This was the first time in 35 years that the finals had featured two teams playing for their first NBA finals title ever. Kind of cool. Dwayne Wade, MVP. The refs gave it to Dwayne Wade. Yeah. Dwayne Wade I mean, shot he had um, 75 free throws or something for the Yeah, series. in the final game, I think he shot like 17 free throws in the fourth yeah. quarter or something absurd. Just a little time capsule. I just remember watching that game in high school when this aired. The synopsis for today's episode, it's Aquaman's opening day and the pressure is on. Initial box office projections already Titanic-sized get even higher after the first East Coast numbers stream in, giving everyone hope that the film has a chance to pass Spider-Man as the biggest opening weekend in history. To avoid getting recognized, Vince and the boys decide to take in a showing in the Valley, but the 100-degree heat sets off blackouts and unsure West Coast numbers. The bouncing box office receipts and the heat push everyone to the brink, so to unwind, the crew end up crashing a high school party where Vince gets to live out his almost famous fantasy. And when Ari finally finds them, a drunken Vince celebrating on a rooftop, he breaks the big news. Aquaman is on track to break the all-time weekend box office record. Kapow. Dude. So epic. Who wants to start with their favorite I'm pumped. I'm as jacked right now after going through that ride. Because that's what Entourage always sends you out, jacked up. Like, you leave an episode, you're like, yeah! Yeah. And that gave me that. Dude, yeah, I... uh, Favorite moment, got to go to the high school party, you know. Uh, I mean, this was around the time when I was starting to dive into weed a little mm-hmm. bit, starting to dive into partying a little bit. So it was all fresh to me. It was all new. And they go to this high school party. One of my favorite moments is just like that quick shot of the guy smoking weed. I'm like, <laughs> oh, dude, that's what I want to do so bad. That was in my mi- in my dome at the moment. And then Vince on the rooftop, just wasted. I'm like, I got to do that someday. <laughs> so. It was very aspirational. I'm like, that's how I see myself in the future. What I liked about Vince on the rooftop is he clearly had nothing to say up there. He's just like, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's like, what am I doing up here? Yeah, Yeah, his body language was interesting. (laughs) Hey, everybody! You know how good your lives are right now? We could be back living like this. What the fuck is he doing? He wanted his almost famous moment. What was your favorite moment, JT? Dude, I think my favorite moment in the, the, the rewatching it now, I, I, I really appreciate Vince. Like yeah. how easygoing he is about everything. And I think um, when they're deciding if they're going to go to the party with the high school kids, he's like, hey, we'll make their night. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, but so I guess my actual favorite moment, though, is at the end when he tosses the kids the maserati okay yeah. okay oh, right yeah but i would have breathalyzed those kids <laughs> you do like how how cool he is to uh, his fans though how yeah. he's like jane reggie yeah they're my cousins yeah. Yeah. yeah he definitely gives off this vibe or at least he like steps up his movie star game in this episode which yeah. we'll, we'll talk about and to he more. who much has been given yeah. you know you got to give it much he's and, ba- i mean he's yeah he's given, always given back he's given his boys ducatis uh just before the box office numbers are even official he's like let's go spend what is that, $80,000? Yeah. Yeah. And some of them don't even want it. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, we were just passing by. We saw the party. We figured we'd drop in. Oh, ho- holy shit. You're Vince Chase. 
you're with these two? Jay and Reggie? Yeah, they're my cousins. But hey, it's cool. We'll find another party. No problem. Oh, no, 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 no. No, you stay. I couldn't even think of a favorite moment. There's so many. There's not a lot bad to say about this episode. I would just say in general, just the idea of a movie star showing up to your high school party yeah. with you. To me, that's what resonated the most. That's what was like, yeah. I want this to happen to me. I yeah. want to show up at the next party with fucking Mark Wahlberg at the time or whoever it was yeah. back in 2006. Yeah. Oh, that'd be so sweet. That would be awesome. And I, dude, that kid made out like a bandit. The kid whose party it was. Like, yeah. yeah, he he beat up an adult man. He beat up drama. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he got to have Vinny at his party. Yeah. And he's got a hot older sister. Thanks. Holy shit, Vince Chase. <laughs> hey, everyone! Yeah, at the time, seeing how they were behaving at the party, you know, where like they're like, "Oh, these are high school kids," you know, like or whatever. At, at the time, I'm like, "Well, they're not that much older." But now, it, now being a little bit older, right. I'm like, "It is pretty weird." It's super weird. Yeah, yeah. dude, I, I was on an Adderall binge one night, and after yeah. a stand-up show that we did together, I went to this guy's party who worked at the bakery I like to go to. And when I got there, I realized it was he, a high school. He party. was it was high school. Yeah, yeah. And I just chilled and gave kids advice. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it was really cool. It was really cool. <laughs> Do you remember what advice you gave? I was like this. This <laughs> this guy was like not sure if it, it was a girl. I just <laughs> felt so creepy. It was a girl. I was giving the advice. Like, Can we cut this? Sure. Uh, but I was telling her. She was like she didn't know if she should listen to her parents or like go do her own thing. And I was like, you got to do both. Yeah. Yeah. You got to respect your parents. You got to respect your parents and be individualistic, but don't go like off the res. Like they seem like rational people. Yeah. yeah. 18 year olds don't have their like brains fully formed yet. So like they do stupid shit like jump off roofs and like yeah. and, and make yeah. rash decisions. That's why like giving this. them the Maserati was a dangerous <laughs> move. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Uh, I want to talk about least favorite moments too. Sure. And I don't think there are a lot, but I didn't love Vince giving away E's Maserati like that. Right. Yeah. E seemed a little like, what the fuck? I mean, if you read it on his face, he even like kind of whispers, it's actually in my car. Like he's not happy with it. Oh, he says yeah. that? Yeah. 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 Oh, damn, Vince. <laughs> yeah. Damn, dude, check in. Turtle, give our new best friends the keys to the miles. <laughs> yeah. Here you go. Oh, that is so cool. <laughs> You're lending us your car? No. no. My car. How do we get it back to you? You don't. You return it to the Beverly Hills Maserati dealership. Your <laughs> lease ends at the end of August. No. You know what? I just He's realized. Get another one. I had you guys on for the episode when Vincent gives E the Maserati. Oh right! And now wow. He's giving it away. A to full the, to circle. Jay Dude, the full, full journey circle. of the Maserati. Full circle. <laughs> the, the hero's journey of that car. This, was any other moment from this episode like not particularly great to you? No Chad? Maserati ever saw so much ass. I, I'd say uh, Ari not wanting to bone his wife. Game day, baby. No go. No go. You'll talk dirty to E. Come on. It's been three weeks. I know, I know. Just after we open, baby, then we're all good. <sighs> yeah. It sort of perturbed me. I'm like, you know, she's asking for your dong, dude. And like, and she's good looking and she seems sweet. And supportive. Yeah. Yeah. She, yeah. She's sweet. She wants to support him. You know, she wants to like get into some primal stuff. And he's like, no. Nah. And I'm like, don't you want to like release the tension? And the way he talked about it at therapy. I yeah. was like, are you really trying to be constructive right now, Ari? You yeah. Know? He wasn't constructive he's in like, therapy. I just want to see the top of her dome while she's blowing me. I'm like, bro, <laughs> tone it down. Dog. Yeah. Yeah. That was you, a little bit aggressive. You get more bees with honey. Yeah. yeah. After the year that I've had and on the most important day of my life, you think that she would 
asked me what I wanted, you know, a nice blowjob perhaps, where I could just sit back for the first time in nine months and do nothing but admire the top of her head and pray that this fucking movie opens so I can stop selling off assets like we're fucking Michael Jackson, all right? Now I have to answer the fucking bat phone when it rings three fucking times and it's fucking Vince, okay? So... I thought it was interesting, though, that unlike every like shitty sitcom you see where the husband's like, I haven't had sex in three weeks, and he's yeah. like following the wife around, begging her. It was nice that they like flipped it on his head, and the and his wife is like, Ari, please. I did yeah. like that. Yeah, because yeah, at first I was like, I was like, this is, doesn't make sense. Like the girls all over the guy, and I was like, that's because they don't show us that in the media. It's actually kind of nice yeah. to have the guy be desirable, but I think they could have made the way she was desiring him a little more believable because it felt like a guy wrote it because she like rolls over and she's like oh Ari come on give me that dick you barely ever fuck me anymore you big stud I'm like I don't know if that's how she just walks up to him in the living room and just like reaches into his pants yeah yeah Maybe. <laughs> or I mean, she can do that, but like just the way they were playing it was yeah. like, oh, this doesn't feel totally real to me. Yeah, I picture Doug Elon just with his boys writing it. He's like, all right, how does she ask for Ari's dong? And they're like, dude, he just she just rolls over and grabs it, and he's like, yeah. nice, yeah. nice. Does she say anything? Nah, she just grabs it. Should she ask politely? Nah, dude, she, she just, just grabs grab it. it. And I thought it is cool, like how in every episode the guys are getting hit on. Like yeah. Turtle gets hit on a lot. Yeah, Turtle blows his one chance though. So you work with Vince? Yep. Is it fun? Yep. You don't talk much, huh? Not the high school girl, sweetheart. No offense. <laughs> I'm not in high school. This is my little brother's party. I'm just chaperoning. Oh. Ew. That was a real creepy turn. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Turtle kind of took an L this episode. He doesn't, most episodes, Turtle's like kind of on the fringes, like, give, you know, providing weed, providing hookups, and, and like yeah. kind of making funny jokes. He doesn't do much this episode, I'm realizing. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of the boys, we talk every week about our favorite bros being bros moments, and these are moments that are just kind of like, show the guys interacting in a way that you kind of enjoyed. Which ones did you see that like particularly stood out to you? Um, I'd say when drama is super concerned about <laughs> hydration. Yeah. When he hands... Vincent Aquafina, he's like replenish, and I'm yeah. like, you know, if my boys were like always looking out to make sure I'm not getting dehydrated, then I would really know that. And I think you do look out for that, so I'm of not course. saying you don't. But yeah, I think that's just a solid sign. And he makes some soft boiled eggs. You know, nothing to upset his tummy. Three soft boiled eggs, boiled chicken, wheat toast with jam. It's not a signature Johnny drama breakfast, but there's nothing there to upset your stomach. Thanks, Johnny, but I'm not stressed. Yeah, that breakfast he cooked was like yeah. borderline perfect. I'd cut yeah. the carbs, but it was yeah. a good looking dish. Yeah, the carbs yeah. bothered me. I'm like drama. Like you're in LA. Yeah, that was a little like, negative yeah. on drama's part. Yeah. The toast back in two thousand six used to play, but no more toast than breakfast anymore. Yeah, it was whole wheat, so they yeah. probably thought they were getting away with it, but now we have better science and it's like, nah, dog, you're paying the price for all that yeah. gluten. He needs to listen to Dom D'Agostino on Joe Rogan. <laughs> they probably should put bacon in there instead of toast. Johnny Drama is one hundred percent of Joe Rogan die. Yeah. Oh, dude. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. Dude, drama was sweating in this episode. Like, everybody else is pretty cool. I'm like, you got, like, some glandular issues, dog. Yeah. <laughs> He's just, like, water just everywhere. I think 85% of drama's dialogue is him complaining about the heat. In this yeah. Episode. It's hilarious. Yeah. But oh, I love it. There's always that one guy in the crew who's, like, He's hungry, or he's hungover, or yes. he wants to go to it late, or he's he's at a strip club. Die. He's like, let's go to the strip club. Yeah. Let's yeah. go to the strip club. And he's yeah. like, no. We were dude. talking about that yesterday. Yeah. When one person's needs hijack the needs yeah. of the entire group. Yeah. Every once in a while, I'll be that guy when I'm hungry. I'll be like, guys, I need to get a 
a burrito in me or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. But drama being like, Vince, I'm burning up out here. Another hour, my kidneys may shut down. It's priceless. It's like, get, sit in the car with the air conditioning and have a bottle of water, man. I, I thought it was hilarious, even though that's like the opposite of how I behave. You know, the hotter it gets, the more I'm sauteing myself. Right. You know, I'm out there roasting. Yeah, the hotter the better. You just yeah. want that tan. Yeah. yeah. I thought the the best bros being bros moment was when um, Vince is finding out that Aquaman might not actually make that much money because of the rolling blackouts. Yep. And like, you think it's going to crush him? And then he just goes, fuck it. We didn't come here to get make money. And then he goes, let's get hammered. I was yeah. like, dude, this guy processes stuff at a superstar rate. Yeah. Look at these kids. I mean, this used to be us. Remember we used to talk about coming out to Hollywood? It wasn't about money. No, it wasn't. Fuck it. We're not going to let this town make it about money now. Let's get hammered. It was 17 year olds. We'll make their night. All right. Great line. He just sees the best in the sitch. The other bros being bros moment, it's a little cliche, but after they find out that Aquaman's the biggest opening weekend, they all shotgun beers with Ari That's cool. by the pool, and then the song I Just Want to Celebrate by Rare Earth starts playing. Like, that was a nice... Yeah. Felt like felt like a bunch of high schoolers like being yeah. high schoolers, but it, it, it made me want to shotgun a beer with One them. Day. Yeah, really! Yeah. Yeah. And then last, the last episode we watched, it ends with a free ride. <laughs> Take, like this show just like shoots you out with a rocket up your ass. We like, talked yeah, we talked every week about when we talked about our favorite songs that Doug Allen almost always ends on a classic rock song that you know and you love but you haven't heard in a long time. And as soon as you hear it, you're like, let's go. It's like wedding excitement. Yeah, yeah. yeah let's hit the dance yeah, floor. Absolutely. Yeah. Talked about Bros Man Bros Man's favorite moment. What about some lines from the episode? There are I mean dozens here that are like classic to me. I can watch this episode and literally like recite it to myself yeah. in, in my head. Yeah, the whole thing's just the opening, the opening where uh, Ari calls E at like five in the morning. Why, Ari? Why? I'm in bed, E. Talk dirty to me. It's five o'clock in the morning. What are you wearing? Fuck you. I love when you say fuck say it again. Come on, E. It's game day, buddy. Wake up. This is our tradition. Only this time we're playing for keeps. No Pixar squirrel is going to stop us. It's number one or bust, kid. Now you sound confident. Not a worry in the world. So what are we hoping for? 95 mil is what they're projecting. Yeah, and what's good? 95 mil, Eric, that would be good. Expectations, you beat them by a dollar, life is great. Under by a dollar, put a gun in your mouth and make sure I'm standing behind you. Okay, keep in touch, all right? Nice, just like yeah. back and forth. It's very written, obviously, but uh, I, I liked it. I like their, their tradition of waking each other up. Yeah, they're yeah. going at each other yeah. early in the morning. Yeah. When I call Chad in the morning, I'm just like, what up, dog? <laughs> He's like, what up? And I'm like, chilling. And then he's like, chilling. I'm like, all right, see you later, bro. And then we hang up. Yeah. And then I'm like, I love when he talks dirty to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, JT was aggro on that yeah, call. Yeah, dude. What time does that call usually take place? Like 5 a.m. Yeah. yeah. But then I sleep for another five or six hours. Yeah. I, could, I could do sprints. Yeah. My what other out. lines jump out at you, JT? Dude, my f- so I, I said a couple of them, like the mm-hmm. Vinny ones. Yeah. But I think my favorite line outside of all of Vinny's great positive spinning is uh, when they're talking about Johnny's talking about peeing in a water bottle if he gets too hydrated. And then he goes, don't even think about pulling out your dick in my car. That's what the empties are for. Don't even think about pulling your dick out in my car, drama. He's a little protective of his free Maserati. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he, he's like, bro, it's my car, okay? You can piss in other people's cars. My car, you don't piss. Right before that, he goes, we're going to the valley, drama, not the Sahara. Hey, those drama's literally Oh, that's, like a, that's a great line. line. Yeah. That's a you know, one thing I would say, uh, this isn't a line, but I just 
had this yeah. thought if if my manager you know Ari calls E and E's like, why are you calling me at 5 a.m.? I'd be like, I want my manager up at 5 a.m. Yeah, absolutely. And then I I want E to be up and at it. E throws the phone away afterwards. He's like, ugh, and he goes back to sleep. I'm like, E, it's part of the gig, baby. If if I saw that behavior from my manager, I'd be like, all right, we're going to hit CrossFit or have a discussion. Is E a good manager? At this point in the show, I'd say that's like remains to be seen. He does bring him Queens Boulevard and the Aquaman script. So at that point, he's kind of like he has good taste. Him along. His taste is good, but like yeah. in terms of actually managing Vince, he does not have his hand on the reins. Because at yeah. the end of last season, I mean, Mandy Vince Moore almost... nearly sinks the whole fucking thing. And all the advice Ari gives E in this episode about like how to manage yeah. well, yeah. E doesn't follow. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, what are you doing, dude? Yeah. And shocker, it all works out in the end. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Fortunately for the, the crew, yeah. it all works out. Fortunately for E. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow, this is a sweet job. <laughs> my my favorite line has got to be when uh, drama is like, Vince, you know I only go to the Valley November through March. And even then, only sushi roll. <laughs> Vince goes, for me, will you do it? And he goes, I'd better hydrate. He just oh, starts yeah, hydrating. Yeah, yeah. I forgot about that Hy- Starts hydrating before they even like set their plans up. Yeah. Vince, you know my policy. Except for work, I only go to the Valley November through March. And even then, only the sushi row. Come on, Johnny. Go for me. I better hydrate. I thought this was a nice line, and it might be a little more pertinent to uh, you two, since you're from SoCal, but uh, drama doesn't... I begged you to take the one-on-one, but you had to take the canyon. It's more scenic. Just get me home, please. All the lights are out, Drama. What would you like me to do? Anyone who's ever driven in SoCal from the canyon to L.A., it is more scenic through the canyon, but it's a fucking bottleneck. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I kind of agreed with Turtles driving. Because the 101, I get fucked on that thing all the time. Oh, yeah. 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 (laughs) So I was like, I mean, you just get unlucky sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, you sort of always opt for the canyon when, you know, traffic's bad. Yeah. We talk every week about our favorite songs. We just talked about Rare Earth. I just want to celebrate. We have a Spotify playlist uh, called Oh Yeah, Oh Yeah Music. It's in the show notes of today's episode. So anyone that's listening, go and listen to that playlist right now. Sweet. Any songs from this episode? Jump? Not not the most musical entourage episode, but still some some stood out to me. Um, What else did they listen to? I yeah. honestly don't remember. When they're driving to the movie... Uh, <laughs> Rampe by Daddy Yankee's plane. Yeah, oh, which, which was it, it's aged a little bit. It yeah, made me I was feel, never. Yeah, you know. that was not for me. Um, and then as Ari is like kind of stalking up the stairs after the elevator breaks down, and he busts in on Lloyd and he smashes the uh, little Feng Shui yeah, yeah, yeah. statue, uh, petrified by Fort oh, Minor. That, that's a good song. Yeah, it's, a, it's like a good like. How does that? Why one is go? everybody so petrified? Okay. Petrified. So Come, snap that. Rare Come Earth. on. I just want to celebrate. I think is is the winner here. If anyone could get a spinoff from Entourage, which guy do you think would have a good spinoff? That's a good question. Probably Ari, right? Like, yeah, yeah. His, I was gonna say Lloyd might be good too. We talked about this at the end of season two, where like Lloyd kind of comes into his own at the end of season two, beginning of season three. He becomes like a foil for Ari and becomes like a great supporting character. To right. The show. He doesn't do shit for the first ten episodes. He just sits there at the desk and like brings people in, and I think. Him becoming a more integral part of the plot and having like a, a gay Asian character was really good for the dynamic of the uh, the crew. Yeah, and the way their relationship changed, like when Lloyd would start to challenge him a little yeah. bit and stuff like that, and then you see Ari like really does care about him. Yeah, yeah, it was good for both of them. Yeah, I'd but say a spinoff Ari of them too. Yeah, a spinoff of those two. Ari and Lloyd like double spinoff. That's like, what I'm saying. Yeah, that'd be cool. That'd yeah. be a good show. When Ari's like the head of television and Lloyd's like his number one like. Assassin agent and by the end of season one, they're rivals. <laughs> they're at different it's like, places. It's like billions. Yeah. 
I've tried to phase this category out. Um, I don't like to bag on the outfits the guys wear that much because, I mean, it was 2006. Like, this was 13 years ago. Like, style changes. But I do want to call out two particular things. And if anything jumped out at you guys, let me know. But just the short game, everyone's yeah. shorts were just super oh, bad. Right. terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Green cargo shorts on Drama and Vince. He's wearing these, like, giant khaki cargos down, like, past his knees. And yeah, they, yeah. Look, they all look terrible. They look terrible, but I was actually doing some research, and it turns out that they dressed, like, the wardrobe department dressed Vince in that orange tee and those green shorts because those are Aquaman's colors. Oh, so it's like a right. subtle nod to the superhero that he's playing, yeah. which I thought was cool. Yeah. Interesting. What did you guys think about seeing some of Aquaman on the theater screen? That was the first time we'd ever seen any Vincent Chase acting on screen. I liked it. Yeah, I thought it looked like a good movie. I, I was I was kind of bummed I missed the whole dive because it looked good. Yeah. And he, right, he uh, really like extended. I is, wanted it to keep going. Is that the most efficient dive to go like straight out, or should he be just sailor dive? Like, yeah, <laughs> right. I don't know. It was really <laughs> dramatic. Theatric. Yeah. 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 I got my Projector must have gone out. It's not just the projector. We lost the central air. Dude, that Hans Zimmer score that's playing though, as he yeah. dives in, like, it, it felt like it was building to something, and yeah, they cut it off right at the most like. Wow, was that was that actually Hans? It Zimmer? sounded like Hans. Yeah, Zimmer. it'd be dope if it was Hans. It, Zimmer. That's awesome. It, it yeah. really did feel like a scene from a superhero movie, though. I think they did a good job with that. I think they do a good job early on of just showing you like snippets of Vince because up until that point we had seen I Am Queens Boulevard and this and that was yeah, it. Right. And then later when you see him trying to act and like director zeal on at him, you're like, oh, you're actually uh, not as good of an actor. Yeah, <laughs> right. yeah. It's, it's tough to act in a thing. So yeah, it's yeah. tough to play acting. Yeah. In a show Edward Norton acting. was good at it in Birdman. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, he was <laughs> good like callback. Yeah. And then the uh, the girl's like, I dropped my monkey. <laughs> you know that part on the no, pier. <laughs> Everyone's running, and she's like, I dropped my monkey. That's what she says? Yeah. Hilarious. <laughs> That's probably my two. favorite line. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's all good. <laughs> Sorry That's, to That's Chad's favorite line of all the lines. I dropped episode. my monkey. <laughs> episode aired in 2006, so obviously there's some outdated references. Any jump out at you guys? I'll start. Movie Phone says there's a 2.30 in Northridge. Oh, wow. Do you remember Movie Phone? Right. Dude, I, I do, but well, I, I never used it, but I, I know what it is. I mean, yeah, they had the internet back then. It wasn't super fast, but I feel like you could have found movie times. I think they had Fandango. Yeah. Wait, so movie phone, he called? He would like put put the phone down and was like, movie phone says it's a 2.30 in North. Wow. Ridge. Like, Damn. Dude. And, uh, it doesn't look good. Vince has the worst people around him. <laughs> yeah. You're using your phone? And he's like, what? You take care What's of my it? scheduling? You use your phone? <laughs> he's like, oh, they're releasing the movie today? Yeah. <laughs> I thought his reference to Bartman... Oh, or his reference to Bartman, dude. where he's like, he's like, you know, but they didn't give him a championship ring. Blackout. Thank you very much. The town will understand, Ari. It's not the movie's fault. Baby, it wasn't the Cubs' fault when that douchebag grabbed the foul ball either, but they still don't get a World Series ring. That's the analogy you would use with your wife, too. Maybe she's a big Cubbies fan. Piven's from Chicago, and he's a right. big Cubbies fan. But he's like, baby, it wasn't the Cubs' fault that douchebag grabbed that foul ball, but they still didn't get that World Series ring. Right. Safe to say, they've won the World Series since then. Yeah, so. congratulations. 
My bad. Yeah. yeah. I, uh, what about E's phone? Oh, his razor. Yeah, he has like yeah. a razor. Yeah. He keeps like flipping it open, looking at it. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, at one point, Ari says to e, email me your address and I'll come to you, which is yeah. so funny. Like, Weird. Now you would drop a pin or now you would just like give him the address to see his yeah, GPS. Yeah. And then, I mean, Ari yells up to Vince and kind of addresses the high schoolers. You guys ever hear of a hanging Chad? Where the fuck am I? Listen, the biggest thing that the blackouts affected were the actual reporting of the numbers. We beat Spider-Man? Well, it's only Friday, but if there isn't a tornado in the Midwest, I think we got a good goddamn shot, my friend. Hey, everybody, you got the biggest movie star on the planet on your roof right now. At the time, I had no idea what a hanging Chad was. Yeah. What is it? A hanging Chad is... It's a chad that is not completely detached from a voting ballot. So it's a tiny bit of paper that's usually punched on a ballot when you do voting. And when it's not completely punched through all the way, it kind of hangs down. And this famously came to the forefront of people's mind in the 2000 election in the voting recount in Mm. the state of Florida with George Bush and Al Gore. That was what they said was what was fucking up the numbers, was Mm. the hanging chad. So this was like a, a 2000 election reference in this episode from 2006. And at the time, it just went right over my head. Right. And today, I still had to do that research to find. Yeah, out what yeah. I didn't. Made. I didn't know when I was watching it. Yeah. Is Hanging Chad like some sort of video series you guys have or something like that? Like or down down the line. We should definitely do something. Yeah, we're working on that. Yeah. Rock climbing. Yeah, that's a Hanging Chad. Absolutely. So, if this episode aired in 2019, same premise, same plot points, how would it right. be a little different? What would what would happen differently? Well, they definitely have better metrics on how much money the movie was making. Yeah. Yeah, having like someone call Ari and then Ari call them and just like phone tad was a little. Well, then I think it would go viral. Vince yeah. going to that party. Oh, yeah. Like kids would do videos of it and then you'd like go on like AV Club or Deadspin or something. If Tom Holland showed up at some theater in the Valley and just like sat back row for the opening day of Spider Man and then yeah. showed up at some dude's party, yeah, you're absolutely right. The internet would track his every move. Yeah. yeah. And it'd be a super viral story. Also, you guys would know better than me. Are there still rolling blackouts in Southern California? Uh, I haven't experienced I haven't had one. one in a while. Yeah, but not in the early 2000s there was. There was like a whole year of it, yeah, where there was just a ton of rolling blackouts. I think that was like Enron or something like that. I don't know. I'm getting oh, inspiratorial. Yeah, yeah, But uh but yeah, there was then, so maybe that was like another dated reference. But yeah. yeah, I don't think we've had them since. I think that's because like everything used to be on one grid or something like that, or, or right. like a, a short number of grids, and maybe now it's all been moved. I mean, listen to us trying to talk about like the uh, electrical makeup of the city of Los Angeles. Yeah. My power goes out sometimes when I forget to pay my utilities, but <laughs> same here. It's not citywide. Yeah, I uh, I don't think they, I don't think they'd be so obvious about using water bottles too. Yeah, you know, he's like using a bunch of water bottles. Oh, I'm yeah. like. That's you know people now would be because like, every time we use water bottles in our videos, people say the environmentalists come in. They're like, "What the fuck is that?" Yeah, we get roasted. Yeah, yeah. yeah I tell the. I mean, I, I just realized I had one now, so <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna put it down. But yeah, we had our buddy on our podcast the other day, and he brought a liter and a half water bottle. Me and Chad just looked at him like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> yeah, we're like, "Put that on the floor." Are you trying to get your head cut off? Yeah. All I know is if I ever have Adrian Grenier on this, I have to get rid of all the plastic water bottles. Oh right, right. yeah, he's huge. The yeah. And he directed a movie about like a teenage paparazzi kid. Did he? Yeah, and I, uh, it's a documentary, and I I thought it was so funny because he doesn't say paparazzi; he says paparazzo. <laughs> really? He uses like some fancier word version of it. 
He goes, he's a paparazzo. <laughs> like, you mean paparazzo? <laughs> is he narrated? Or maybe that's what a single one is called. Yeah, he like narrates it and oh, directed wow. it. Yeah. There's some like 12-year-old kid who's a paparazzi. Oh, wow. Adrian's like living his best life. He, he's like the star of the Air New Zealand safety video. For, like, if, you're on a, if you're on an airplane in New Zealand, he's like, hi. I'm Adrian Grandier, and he, and he does really? this whole thing about like about like airplane safety, That's and he awesome. relates it back to the environment. Like I have, wow. I'll put a link to it in the uh, show notes for today's episode. But I mean, it's it's borderline absurd. But also, I mean, he cares about the environment. He cares about people's safety. Yeah, I want to be that guy in Papua New Guinea. Just <laughs> pop on there and be dude, like, "That'd be a good spot." What up, dude? I'm JT Farm. <laughs> <laughs> what up, Papua New Guinea Airlines? What up, what up Papua New Guinea? You're on Papua New Guinea Airlines. Um, up. What's yeah? What's Adrian up to these days? He's got a couple like low budget movies that he's starring in but he's doing a lot of environmental work he has a couple okay. of his own he's doing like the leo thing on a smaller scale okay. right um and he's mom- supposed to be like a leo style actor in this yeah. in this show so it's funny that he's also he's still pretty active he's maintaining too, like, that in real life kevin dylan who plays johnny drama is pretty much retired like really? Don allen who created the show is pretty much retired but they, they made a good amount of money off this show so they like they're yeah, just are charged. they are they all able to coast I, now? I think so at least Don allen as he created the damn thing but yeah. uh, uh i don't know kevin dylan just doesn't seem to be doing much uh kevin Connolly e just hangs out and watches islanders games at the bar near his house and like yeah. invites people in and stuff like that he directed um that movie john travolta that yeah, like Gotti. yeah oh kevin Connolly directed that yeah and it didn't uh didn't do very well damn <laughs> yeah Bummer. as in like it got universally panned right i'm sure yeah. he cared a lot but yeah he's a new york guy we every week we t- we give like a Marvin Award for the best new character. Um, I wanted to give it to Ari and Mrs. Ari's therapist, Doctor Marcus. Oh yeah, Nora Dunn, Saturday Night Live from the eighties. Do you guys remember her at all? Yeah, she's like kind of a comedy legend, and it was nice to see her. This was her first episode, and she's their therapist for the rest of the show. Don't you feel that a lacking sexual relationship is a big problem in a marriage? Oh, I do, Doc. But we fuck more than any other married couple you know, and and I know this because. Whenever we go out with another married couple and the subject comes up, they always say, you know, I can't believe how often you guys fuck. Yeah. Nice. She's good. She's good. She joined SNL in 1985. She was on the same task as John Lovitz, Dennis Miller, and Al Franken. So kind of nice. that, when, the, when the politics started playing into SNL, she was one of those bit players. So That's awesome. Cool to see her. Um, every week I'd have a face in the crowd award. Did you guys know who reggie was the uh young kid with the the sideburns i know, i recognize him from um sam levine, levine. Yeah, yeah that's right yeah, yeah. and glorious bastards freaks and deets yeah. Yeah. yeah and he does uh, that one podcast kevin or kevin pollock's kevin pollock's yep. yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah he's like kevin pollock's right hand man dude's been in co- in hollywood for like 35 years in 2014, he was voted 99th of VH1's top 100 child stars. This is when right. he was uh, wow. big on, on Freaks and Beats. But it was cool to see him and kind of just like... Uh, i put him at 76. <laughs> yeah, I'd put him a little higher than 99. Yeah. Dude, I wonder what, how many people are ranking, like how many people are working together on those rankings. <laughs> yeah. yeah, It's one guy and his editor. Your list sucks. <laughs> yeah. You've got Blossom way we're, too low. We're staying late tonight. We're yeah. going to redo this whole list. <laughs> Sam of E99? <laughs> Urkel at 26. Are you ridiculous? <laughs> I wanted to talk about uh, the numbers. So they say that Spider-Man's opening yeah. weekend was the, biggest, was the biggest opening at the time, 114 yeah. million. Aquaman beats that at 116 million. Trivia question for the both of you. Where would Aquaman at 116 million fall today in terms of the top opening weekends of all time? Top 10, top 20, top, top 50? Top 20. It isn't even in the top 50. Get the fuck yeah. out of here. 
Wow. What, what, what are like Avengers doing now? Like, is it like three hundred million now or something? So the opening weekend for Spider Man in two thousand two was it was actually one hundred twenty five million. I don't know why they said one hundred. They got it wrong. Million. They got it wrong. And then just later that year, Star Wars Episode Two came out and it was one hundred eighty million. And then every year subsequently, someone beat it. I'm yeah. looking at a list right now of up until twenty nineteen when Avengers had an opening weekend of $1.2 billion. Jesus. Doesn't even scratch the surface anymore. Wait, $1.2 billion? Is that worldwide or domestic? It's worldwide, yeah. Okay. So yeah, I guess I'm looking at the worldwide numbers still. That's ridiculous. I mean, $1.2 billion in Avengers was probably, what, $300 million in the yeah. US at the least? Yeah, that's so insane. That definitely hasn't aged well. I just thought it was funny. They're like, we'd be good opening at 75 or, or yeah, whatever it was. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. But yeah, it, it makes you think because people are like, oh, the movie industry's failing, and but I don't think it is. Right. Yeah, they're still making some cash. It's just yeah. all one kind of movie now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And sadly, it probably started with Spider-Man and, and these Aquaman type movies. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they were smart about that. Like, that was kind of prescient that they made it a, a Super big hero. superhero yeah. movie. Yeah. Oh, Entourage, my theory is that it predicted the future of Hollywood. They had Narcos was preceded by oh, Dean. Right. And they don't, right. There was a Gatsby movie and Vince Stars and a great Gatsby Yeah, there's movie. like yeah. an analog for yeah. every movie. Yeah, because he and he did the Ferrari movie, and right? Coming out and now they year. got they got like a Ford yeah. versus Ferrari coming out. There's a there is a special podcast episode at some point in the run of the show where I'm gonna break down how foresightful uh Doug Allen was. And how smart they were with like the movies they picked for yeah. for Vinny, yeah, because they're all and I'm pretty Got sure made. when he did Smoke Jumpers, there there was like some fire movies. That came oh yeah, out, right? some like only nine, the brave, the only brave. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. So there's there's definitely like uh, something interesting there. Another interesting thing, and I'm, we're going totally off script here, but was there is something called the Entourage Curse. The Entourage mm-hmm. Curse is if you're a celebrity cameo in Entourage, you have like a one in four chance of dying shortly afterward. What? Really? It's wild. Yeah. Whoa. They had DJ Am. They had like oh, right? Chris Penn. They had all these people who died very shortly afterwards. Like tragically, yeah. And I don't have the full list in my head now, but uh, there, there's yeah, I remember DJ Am, yeah. There's definitely going to be a special episode of Oh yeah, Oh yeah, coming up where we talked about the Entourage curse. Wow, um, damn. I know. All right, R- Ronda Rousey made it though. She made it. She's still alive. Chuck and Liddell she, too. Yeah, yeah. Those MMA fighters are tough. Yeah, they they stuck through it. They fought it off. What was your favorite Johnny drama moment from this episode? <sighs> I'm a cornball, but I like at the end where he goes, the valley's not that bad. <laughs> yeah. Oh. yeah, the valley ain't so bad. Kind of, yeah, it kind of looks basically directly at I don't the understand why he said that, though. I guess just because his bro's movie broke the record, but I was like, you just got your ass kicked by a high school kid. Yeah. This uh, would seem to confirm why you hate it. <laughs> I think this one's predictable, but when he's in the movie theater and he's like, Sit down. Yeah, that is the best. Yeah, yeah. the look on his face. Yeah, he sold it well. The way he's just staring blankly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Sit down. With the tell on his Jesus Christ, where's this jerk off going? Hey, pal, you want to sit down? You're about to miss the best part of the whole movie. I have to use the bathroom. Sit down. I also like when they're at the Ducati dealership and. You know, Vince is like, let me buy you this uh, Ducati. And Drama's like, uh, you know I hate rice rockets, Vince. Ducati's Italian, Drama. You know, regardless, it's still a foreign job. I'm a Harley man. Yeah, didn't you have one when you first came out here? 
And a hock it to Michael Madsen after a couple bleak pilot seasons. God, I love that bike. Why don't we go over there tomorrow and make him an offer he can't refuse? You serious? God, you're a fucking prince, bro. You know, he's also going to watch your mind. But he's always just like pushing <laughs> right, a little bit. Yeah. He's getting his old old Harley bad. He's being offered to Toddy, and he always just wants a little bit more. Yeah. That's, yeah. What, that's what you love about uh, so funny. drama. No way Michael Madsen still has that bike. No. <laughs> um, there's also... <laughs> Also, a line he says. It's like it's not one of my favorite drama lines, but it's more funny when the Jay and Reggie like pull up outside the Ducati dealership on their moped, and or Turtle goes, "We only yeah. go to parties where the girls are legal." And Drama goes, "We do like them barely legal though, which is <laughs> yeah. so fucking creepy." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Although we do like them barely legal. He's like in his forties. <laughs> he looks at him seriously. I told you to cut it out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I told you to get a fucking grip on that stuff, man. Right? You're making the whole group vulnerable. Okay. <laughs> Figure it out. You're Shut open, your fucking You're opening us yeah. up to all sorts of issues. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, want, you want Vince to go to fucking jail? <laughs> There's a bunch of articles. <laughs> Barely legal yeah, drama. Yeah. Every week we talked about who won the episode. And I always say that Vince can't win the episode, although he clearly wins this episode. There's yeah. no doubt in my mind. But who, who would we give it to if, if we can't give it to Vince? It's so tough because you're just dunking on everybody. I yeah. I have to say Ari. Yeah. Even though he's not he, getting laid. Well, he struggles and he, yeah. he goes through, you know, all this kind of these ups and downs, these challenges. He has to, he can't take the elevator, but in the end he shotguns a brew with the squad yeah. and wins. And he gets 20% of Vince's <laughs> whatever $10 million deal. Yeah. yeah. I don't know that is. So yeah, I, uh, I think uh, I was going to say it was, it was, it was a race between me and I mentioned it earlier. I think the, the kid whose party it was yeah. oh, right. kind of comes out like a real That's legend because he's having a banging party at his house and then Vinny Chase shows up and then he beats up Vinny Chase's brother. Yeah. Like he's got good stories for life. Yeah. He, can, he can coast on that story from that 10 yeah. years. He doesn't have to do much else with his life. Yeah. And his life seems pretty good as it was. Yeah. yeah. But then the two nerdy kids because at the end they get the Maserati and they're going to hook up with the hottest girls in school. Yeah. Like they barely beat him out. The yeah. lease ends in August. It's just, it's, it's, it's a Yeah, they get the fantasy. Maserati for till August. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, That's a little spinoff show, and those kids, those like, two kids with Vince's yeah. Maserati and those two chicks. Yeah. What do they do with their moped, though? Yeah, it won't fit in the trunk. Yeah, one guy's got a ride on it, ghosting behind <laughs> yeah, the <dude>. Mozzie. <laughs> Last question. I mean, it's it's pretty obvious. Is this an A list episode, a B list episode, or a D list episode? A list, A plus. This is the defining episode. We yeah. got to come back on and like, I got to see if you can beat this episode because I, I don't. I, feel I don't like... think I can have you guys back on after yeah. this one. Yeah. yeah, this is this is when Vince becomes a movie star. This is like yes. you watch his rocket ascend in this episode, yeah. and that's why everyone loves it so much. Is that he kind of breaks through? It's, From this point on, it's literally smooth sailing for Vince. It's a truly amazing episode, yeah. one that I like to watch multiple times. I've watched probably 200 times, I'd say. You know, I, I love it. And, dude, they're good at, like, by the you, – you really do feel at the end of the episode, like, yeah, that worked <laughs> out. Yeah, yeah. good. Yeah. It does get yeah. a little tired. You're like in season five, and you're like, oh, wow, it all worked out. Again. <laughs> right. This was the first time when you're like, oh, maybe Vince's movie won't yeah. open, and turns out – just kidding. It was the reporting that was done. Yeah, which, yeah. which also didn't make sense. Yeah, they're yeah. like, no, the power outages <laughs> fucked up the reporting. I'm yeah. like, I don't yeah. think it. No. Yeah, I never really understood that. I'm yeah, like, so people still aren't going to the movie, right? Yeah, <laughs> they did give refunds out at all those theaters. Yeah, yeah. yeah. guys. This is fantastic. Thank oh, you so much, fun. Thank you for so having us fun. in your place. Absolutely. We did it remotely last time. Yeah. We're in your. Awesome it's, apartment. It's definitely yeah. more fun great in person. Place. Yeah, the yeah studio, it's great. It's, com- it's coming together. What? Yeah. Uh, where can the listeners follow you? What What do you have coming up? This is Aaron in July, so it might be a little. Yeah. Uh, 
Chad goes deep. YouTube, Instagram, JT Par fourteen, Instagram, uh, Twitter. Chad goes deep. Anything big on the horizon for you guys that we should be on the lookout for? For sure. Yeah, we can't yeah. talk about it, but for sure. All right. Yeah. All right. Looking on the forward DL. to that. And maybe we can have you guys back. Maybe for like a really bad episode. Oh, dude. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe the one where he gets fired from Smoke Jumpers or yeah. something. Ooh, okay. All right. Or the, some, the season five or six. The Sasha Gray debacle. I think those are the worst episodes is when yeah. like Vince is getting like like he's aggro yeah yeah, yeah. He's, like, he's, like, he's like i want to do the scene again and they're like it's dangerous man he's like i don't give a fuck and then, like, then, then they show sasha gray's bush <laughs> do they really yeah she's just like walking the pool i'm like oh nice bush right well thank you guys for coming on and uh, Vinny's got enjoy your weekend bush. in san francisco dude yeah, thank yeah, you yeah looking forward to it man. absolutely super fun talk to you soon